0: Does this kick and goal isn't going to
1: do anything for his offense with a high ceiling that they have, you know? He's starting
0: Stephon Diggs! <laughs> Stephon Diggs is ranked 16th in his position. Shut up, Will! He's, st- He's taking off the free agency waivers? I don't like guys who in the waivers. That's how you win the freaking league!
2: Hello, and welcome to Podcast Per Reception. I'm your host, Matthew Cave. I'm here with Will...
0: That's Will right over here. It's your boy,
2: and that's it right now. Uh, Aiden is with his girlfriend. Shout out to Aiden's girlfriend.
0: Oh, here too. Hello.
1: I did not receive the normal eight warnings given to people who are late to the show. <laughs> oh my so gosh, here are you? <laughs> I am.
2: That's like perfect oh. timing.
0: I was going to pretend to be Nathan for this podcast, but he's here, so...
2: Yeah, Nathan, like, literally just got on. We were going to try some Will and Matt comedy. We were dynamic. He was Walter Cronkite. I was Walter Cronkite's cameraman. It was going to be good. You're welcome, audience. Um, You're spared. Well, this is going to be fun content. Uh, You can follow us on Twitter at at reception, and we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts. We read that one review last show, um, and then he sent a scathing email um but yeah Did he really send an email no um uh, that would have been fun but uh i think the three of us we actually won in our league um this yeah this, this is week. a winner's chat um and actually aiden it's it's actually he actually didn't win so that's yes, cool.
0: and i i and that's inc- it was probably probably good he's not on here because you don't want it, this to be sort of tainted with bad advice what i will say is that i am the top scorer in the league of 12, and I'm also uh, ahead of anyone else on this pod. The only man who can say he is, he has surpassed the glory of my team, the good football players, is a certain Max Harg Wilson.
1: <laughs>
0: but we'll so on this pod, we'll
1: be, we'll be talking about how not to run a victory lap after week four. <laughs> There's a lot of season left. There's still time for you to miss the
2: playoffs, so better make good decisions. Or if you're going to do that, it needs to be a great victory lap. Hey, guys, I have a separate non-football question to ask you guys. You guys ready for this? I am ready. So I'm thinking about, for Christmas, for people at work, getting them a framed picture of myself um, and, and, like, putting it on their desk or just, like, handing it to them. Do you guys think that that's good? or? Are you going to be doing anything special in the picture? I'm, it's going to be a picture of me. Mm-hmm. So, oh, okay. so, here's the thing.
0: If you're trying not to be rat niche, that seems like a rat niche move. If you want to be more like lean into your rat niche persona, I'd say do it. Sure. Rat niche, of course, being one of the worst players in our league. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah, I should probably just not talk and go back to the old Mac cave. All right, let's jump into some news. Um, I guess we didn't really. I, I think the Melvin Gordon news that hit um, after our podcast broke, last, last week. Yeah, this broke like wednesday he came back to the team on thursday um i don't we don't really have to dive too much into that news just um he's going to be back and they've said he's going to be the number one running back um so rest of the season value for um Malvin gordon austin eckler we'll start with with you nathan nathan what are you uh how are we viewing these two guys Uh,
1: Well, to mention one other guy, if you haven't cut Justin Jackson yet, you can do that pretty easily. He's hurt. He's the third back in the system. He's not going to get you any value. Uh, As for Eckler, if you're like me, you got Eckler for cheap and got a ton of value from him, uh, you better appreciate what you got because it's not going to return value at any point unless Gordon gets hurt. Really, you can best view Eckler, I think, as a flex for the rest of the season. Uh, In a really optimistic view – you could probably talk to yourself at the low end rb two production, but we just don't know how he's gonna be utilized. Uh, we know that all of the team media has been saying that Melvin Gordon is going to be the guy that they're bringing him back to be the number one and that that spot has been earned. I would be pretty confident starting Melvin Gordon going forward. I think there's a potential for some slow down in these first few games just because you know he hasn't necessarily been practicing. he hasn't been on the field. But uh, yeah, if you're a Melvin Gordon drafter, congratulations on toughing this out because the payoff should be good. Yeah, he came
2: back a lot sooner than people Eckler, thought.
0: Yeah, Eckler's pretty useless at this point. I'd drop him in any team, any league smaller than 14 people. Um, Melvin Gordon obviously is going to be probably RB one rest of the season, and I don't mean just RB one on your team. I mean RB one in the league. So,
2: Whoa bold, uh, I'd say bold that claims. That was a pretty
0: high level of confidence.
2: Bold claims. I would say if you could. There, you probably can't, but if there's someone in your league that is willing to, like, buy Eckler for, like, an RB2-level player, like, if you can get, like, an Ingram or something, probably not an Ingram, he's, people are still writing high, but maybe, like, a Chris Carson or someone at that level, like, definitely do that, but it's probably going to be hard. You still hang on to him, because he's yeah. going to have some weekly flex appeal and bi-week fill-in kind of stuff, but... And he's, and he's got- clearly a, he's a valuable handcuff. He has proven results. Yeah. yeah.
0: To execute that trade you have to find someone in the league who doesn't really know what's going on with football so in our league you'd want to hit up maybe like a, a timo or a chandler or perhaps a tanner or a nathan or a or no i misspoke uh wait what <laughs>
2: um but yeah if you have melvin G- I, do you guys think you can start melvin gordon next week i feel like you, it, you still wait one more week i would wait yeah
0: if you're ahead if you are oh and four you would start it
2: Yeah, I guess it depends on who you have at running back.
0: If you're 1-3, you would start him. If you're 2-2 or better, uh, don't
1: start
2: If you have an option. I I would feel okay starting him. I would
1: also feel okay starting Eckler. We just don't know how the workload's going to be distributed. We just know what they're telling us. But everything seems to indicate that uh, if he's playing, if he's more than emergency active, then he can go. But we also got a lot of communication this week that just because he was active, they didn't intend to use him. So I think you can lean on what the team is going to tell you
2: and uh, just have a contingency plan but if he's going i would be willing to start yeah. all right we'll move on from there um some other news josh allen is in the concussion protocol this kind of sucks i really like josh allen the player and they they might have won that game if he doesn't leave um
0: and for for all our friends of the program out there let's let's remind him who josh allen is he
2: is the he is the quarterback for the buffalo bills um, they, exactly. I, I wonder who that was actually for.
0: <laughs> uh, well, it's for Retnish, because I know he's going to be listening. Um,
2: I'm actually, this is like, I'm a really big Josh Allen fan, so it's probably why I want to talk about him. They might have won that game if he was in there, because um, they were driving the ball down the field. They actually were in, I believe, that same drive after that big um, big hit to Josh Allen when he had to be removed from the game. Um, they ended up getting, like, they, they were first in goal at, like, maybe the four or five or something, and um, Barkley couldn't get it done, um, and they. Only, I mean, they. It was a really close game. That Bills defense is legit. I think you can start the Bills defense rest of the season if they can shut the Patriots down like that. Yep. I, you can if feel I could start a, and, a
0: defense in the flex position, I would start two defenses if uh, if one is was the Bills. So you can't do that,
1: <laughs> but it is an interesting can hypothetical. The, not, not
0: in our but you have to remember uh, the ESPN controls if you've been at it for long enough. You know. There are ways to do these things. Uh it depends on what your league manager set up. So in, in, in ESPN you can go to your settings tab and you can see what your <laughs> league manager has done for you. In our league, that's not much because we tried to impeach him and he insisted on staying on.
2: But uh, who did, who did we try team. to replace him with? I don't we, think we would try to replace him with anybody.
0: I think people wanted me.
2: Yeah, I think that, I want Will. If, we can, if we can play two defenses a week, I want Will. Um Yeah. Yeah, that there's not much really to figure in that I, I think you can stream against buffalo until josh allen comes back and we don't know oh, if he yeah. is gonna play or not um but if matt
1: barkley's starting he's gonna throw a bunch of picks we'll get that's that what
2: matt barkley does we'll get to it on our waiver wire uh defensive streamers but yeah um john ross in the monday night game last night um it looks like he he's gonna miss a few weeks um he got hurt late in that game I know that I don't know how many people were starting John Ross. I know someone in our league was, the hashtag undefeated Macro Wilson. Um, but are you, and we'll get kind of get to it in the waiver wire. Are you guys looking um, at any of the other pieces with John Ross going down? And another piece of news to fit in there is AJ Green. Um, it was reported that he's go- he's a few weeks away still. Um, All right. No, this offense is really bad. Uh yeah. You can, start I, I Tyler,
1: just... you
0: can start Tyler Boyd as a WR1, and I don't mean just WR1 on your team. I mean WR1 rest of the team. <laughs> I think everybody else, though, is pretty bad. And I would say especially, 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 uh, you cannot count on Alvin Kamara anymore. He is going downhill <laughs> fast with Bridgewater under center.
2: Is it, So that is just a different team? Where? Is that something you wanted to just add in there? or like a...
0: Just kind of a teaser for our <laughs>
2: Okay, well, um, yeah, don't really start anyone else. Just you can't start John Ross, or
1: yeah, I think this is just bad for the offense. Yeah.
2: I don't think this really increases
1: my amount of interest in Ty Boyd. I'd still, play I just well, think that, th-
0: that well, the reason Nathan says that, folks, is because Nathan can't get Tyler Boyd, even though he wants some of that, and that's <laughs> because Tyler Boyd is on my team, which is the highest scoring team in the league, and ranked higher than Nathan's. Which we call Nathan Nath for short because it's like Keith, which is sort of the vibe you get from him when you meet him.
2: That was an extended bit. <laughs> as, as a separate note, how do you think it helps the credibility of the podcast that Will is the highest scorer in our league?
1: Uh, I think it tells you that fantasy football is a crapshoot and you're just uh, doing your best job to increase your own odds. But also, don't run victory laps after week four. I think you the what thing
0: to remember is that I am the most successful fantasy player of uh, anyone actually.
1: of the
2: generation yeah of the, of, gen- of the generation i've yeah.
0: won i've won i was the original champ in our fantasy leagues uh if you if you don't count untainted if you don't count tainted leagues which we'll get into what that means and if you
1: do count basketball which is not football <laughs> I wish you know. do nathan,
0: nathan has a hard time with sports besides football because you have to think a little bit harder but let me tell you when you actually play them those that's where the true experts come out and that's why i've been to the finals of uh basketball both both years and uh, also hockey interestingly enough um which which that's a really interesting situation we can get to in december when hockey season starts
2: (laughs) oh good content all right uh Uh, devontae adams after coming off his best performance last week he had like what did he have 150 yards in the first half it was something crazy in that game. he only had
1: two for 20 i believe in the second half yeah
2: um (laughs) but he does get hurt um and misses I believe is it's is it all the fourth quarter. He misses a good chunk of the second half. Um, and he's unlikely to play this week. So are you firing up the other two Green Bay wide receivers, Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Geronimo Allison, next week against Dallas?
1: So I think you could start either of these guys at a pinch. It's very tough for me to say who you can start because while Geronimo Allison finally saw some production, he only had three receptions last week. Just happened to be that one of them was a touchdown and he had two big receptions in a row on one drive uh scantling has been inconsistent it's just tough to say where the balls are going to go in this offense but by i think just the laws of of uh deduction you should be able to start one of these guys but i'm not super psyched about the ceiling this just really sucks for Devonte adams he just finally gets going the squeaky wheel gets the grease And uh, you saw just the sheer potential in the first half, and now he's got this linear foot injury that could definitely tamp him down and just continue to, you know, besmirch your draft value that you got for him.
0: As usual, most of that analysis... Devontae Adams will be back within probably the next two or three weeks. You're seeing an issue of mostly turf toe, but also a little bit extension of the anterior ligament. That's not going to leave him out for as long as people like Nathan are saying, but for an actual shorter time, which is what a lot of our med school friends are saying. Shout out to Zach, one of our med school friends. The other thing is Marquise valdez Gantling is probably the best receiver of our generation and just has sort of been in the covered-up treasure to this point. If you pick him up now, boys, you are getting huge value. On the other hand, Geronimo Allison been on the team for several years not going to be good not going to have that year three wide receiver kickback because he's not even year three unless you look it up and he is but he's not <laughs> so that's the thing that I'm saying over here right now
2: <laughs> yeah I, I would be fine starting either one but I would want MVS more than um, Geronimo I think that's but um is going to be more widely available uh, would you guys I, do you guys want to start Jimmy Graham next week against Dallas he had six <laughs> six catches 61 yards and a touchdown against Philadelphia I don't really want to do
1: it, but it's important to keep in mind that Aaron Rodgers said he wanted to get him involved, and that he was heavily involved in this game, including a bunch of uh, red zone targets that he didn't haul in. In addition to the touchdown, including that horrific series that started the one where they Jesus. did not run the ball a single time. What was wrong.
2: Turn- like? What was wrong with them? Like, what did they? They did. It's they're at the one and they don't run the ball. Well, once.
1: the offensive lines beat up. They were not running effectively, but. It seems kind of insane to me that they didn't try a single time from the one. Uh, Nevertheless, I would be okay starting Jimmy Graham next week. I would be completely aware of the fact that he can just goose you at any time.
0: I I would not be okay starting Jimmy Graham because I tried for sort of a complete lineup during the draft, and I have a good tight end, so I don't really worry about things like that.
2: This is the worst advice ever from the top scorer in our fantasy league. That's correct. Um, I'm fine starting Jimmy Graham this week because there's a lot of targets available, but it's kind—it's of, still a dart throw, I think. Um, and then some big news: um, Mitchell Trubisky dislocated his left shoulder. It looks like he'll miss next week. So Chase Daniel, my boy, Chase Daniel is going to be uh, going to be starting for the Bears again. It looks like who started a few games last year. They made some, the best comment I heard um, watching that game last week was. Man, Chase Daniel's been in the league 11 years, but he's barely played any games. So that was, um, that's what I like to hear. He actually, to me, he he looked a lot better than Trubisky has all season. Um, yeah, they were moving the ball decently well in a few drives after he came in. I wouldn't start him, but I'm not worried. Obviously, I wouldn't start him. Um, but I'm not really worried about any of the other pieces. Like, he he was getting, um, Allen Robinson going. Um, and I, last year in the starts he had, Tariq Cohen actually had some pretty good games with Trace um, Daniel. Not that I would be w- wanting to start him, but in case you have some players on bye, like if you have like a carry-on Johnson or someone who's on bye, or week. League,
0: you you continue to start him despite the fact that he's awful, and even when it's not your bye week.
2: So. <laughs> classic, classic. Yeah, but I'm not actually worried about, yeah. about any of the... Um, I'm. I'm not worried about any of the other pieces on that offense. I mean, you're not. You're not starting like Burton or anything like that. But Allen Robinson. I, I think you can probably start Montgomery. still if you have to, he's kind of stunk it up. But, um, yeah, that's that's good. Um, let's move into our top performers. Um, of week four. Let's jump into the quarterback position. Top five for the week were... It's kind of, I, for me, for each position, there's kind of some like weird like standouts that um, that are going to be interesting to talk about. But for the quarterbacks, Jameis Winston was one, Aaron Rodgers two, Lamar Jackson three, Matthew Stafford four, and Mariota was five. Um, now, the Jameis had the really weird game where I... And I believe we said on the podcast we did not think Jameis was going to be very good against the Rams... And then he went out and torched them. Um, And there were some people saying, you know, like it takes a little bit to understand Bruce Arian's offense. So maybe it's starting to click now. How comfortable are you guys starting Jameis with two starts, very good starts in a row, um, starting him rest of season or even just next week against uh, New Orleans?
1: Uh, I don't want to do it because I, I think that the bomb is always around the corner with Jameis. He obviously had a tremendous game here. Threw a pick-six late yeah. that made it a one-score it was, game. It was a dumb pick-six. It was bad. Yeah, th- I mean, this is just what he does, right? He's had blow-up games previously in his career. I think you can watch and wait and see if this is a, if this is an offense that is just going to take off, if the Bruce Arian system is finally going to click. But, uh, I mean... I just don't even know what matchups you can trust him in because he had what appeared to be a good matchup against San Francisco in week one. Now, maybe San Francisco's defense is good, but still, he threw three, four interceptions. So, I think you can stream him if absolutely necessary, but I think the level of predictability here is incredibly low. Yeah, he's... So his well, next... that's, that's just
0: because Nathan's it. not watching the game footage. It's predictable if you watch the game
2: footage. Did you watch the game footage? Yeah. Does he look good? Okay.
0: Well, I'm going to
2: save that for <laughs> next time. Um, his, next, his next two games, he's at New Orleans, then Carolina at home, and then a bye week. I'm not looking to pick him up um, because those are two tough matchups. But if you actually absolutely need him to, there are worse options. Um, but it, it, he's going to have some stinker games. Rodgers had his first top five um, showing this week. Actually looked pretty good. Well, and to be fair, he wasn't playing like one of the top defenses in the NFL this week, so... Um, he actually looked pretty good but with um Devonte Adams being out it might hinder his uh his ability next week but that was good to see from him that he can still put that up. Um Lamar Jackson is just going to have a safe floor. What do you guys think about Mariota? It's such a weird game. I, I as a
1: one-time partial Titans fan, I really hope that he's back. Uh that he's looked a decent in every game this season. Uh I don't have a ton of trust after what we saw last season, where he seemed to have regressed two seasons in a row in his career. But you have a slightly different receiver core this year. You have A.J. Brown, the rookie, who clearly has big playability. You have Adam Humphreys, the uh, reliable third option from Tampa coming in. Uh, He's putting up some interesting numbers, putting up a lot of passing yardage in some of these games, too. I would be willing to stream him in a favorable matchup, I'm not super excited to pick him up. I'm not rushing, you know, expecting that he's going to be great, but it, it does interest me. Yeah,
0: it doesn't interest me because <laughs> I uh, drafted a good quarterback.
2: <clears throat> I'm not. I'm not really looking to pick him up, but I like. I do like seeing these games where like they, you could actually consider people if you need to stream them in certain weeks. But yeah, yeah.
0: But... I mean, if you're in the bottom half of the league and you 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 know you need some help, I would say go for it. But um. For the sort of the top dwellers, as I'll call them, and um, uh, of which I am a part, I would say just live your life. Don't worry about those little guys on the waiver wires. That's not how you win the league.
1: Wow. Yes, you should do nothing with your <laughs> advantage and just coast until you lose.
0: That's how I'm the top scorer this season.
1: <laughs> Will
2: started 6-0 and last season and then mm. missed the playoffs. Did you start six and last year? Well,
0: I believe I did. Also, uh, Nathan uh, was one of the last people in our league to win a championship. I of course was the first, so I think and Matt <laughs> Cave came in there pretty soon afterwards too, winning that uh, fantasy baseball league. Well, so what, what? I think, uh, if you're listening? That's exactly right. What what, my boy? <laughs>
2: um, yeah. All right. Let's move into the running backs. Um Nick Chubb was the number one running back. If you played against Nick Chubb last week, I'm sorry you lost. Um, Jordan Howard sneaking in number two running back. Who's like no oh, one's? This that. one was weird. I didn't like this one because it happened to me. Yeah, I mean he still won, but um, it was it was crazy. The person I played uh, in my in my work league, uh, they did not play Jordan Howard and they did not win because of that. Um, but who would have started him? Um, it's kind of kind of crazy i think he had three touchdowns in this game they were throwing him the ball he had a receiving touchdown like a 20 yard receiving touchdown yeah um rest of season do you guys want to start jordan howard i don't want
1: to start him but i think you have to be interested in him after this game i i think the backfield's still a committee uh even sanders when he got the ball still looked pretty good in this game uh, the touchdowns are obviously not going to be there all the time, but if he's the goal line back, which he definitely was in this game, and he was getting consistent chunks, uh, he's got flex appeal for sure. and It could be better than that depending on how he's used moving forward.
2: Yeah, watching this game, and I'm a big Sanders guy. I think he's a really talented running back. But watching this game, they were they, Sanders got a lot of work, and he's looked really good. And my, and in this game, he actually ran the ball pretty well. But you can tell they, as soon as they get in the red zone, Howard's out there, and there is, I mean, they they split. Um, a lot of drives, but even on Sanders drives, once they get to the red zone, um, they put Howard in. So obviously he's the trusted back, at least for now there, I do think Sanders is the most talented back, but Howard looked really good. So yeah, he was incredibly effective. I did not expect it. Uh, Christian McCaffrey was the third highest scoring running back. He's still good at football. Um, Austin Eckler fourth highest. He was giving you that farewell against Miami. Do what you wanted. And then oh, for- beautiful goodbye, and then Leonard Fournette, who had a – I believe he rushed for 225 yards on 29 carries. 225 and no touchdowns. And he still is the top uh, top five running back. Will, do you want to talk about Leonard Fournette?
0: Of course, yeah. He's an incredible talent. I've been saying it ever since he came into the league from his college team. And the thing that you need to know about Leonard Fournette is that uh, – his rushing efficiency goes on and off, right? So he'll have some really short runs where he's not that efficient, but then he'll break out for an 86-yard run and bring his average back up high. That's where you like to see it. That's what you like to get out of your running backs You like to see that kind of week-to-week production, the kind of the high ceiling, the kind of the high floor. You can get that with Fournette, the Jacksonville offense, the Jacksonville defense. You got Gardner McNew in there pitching off the ball. (laughs) Gardner who? Pitching it off the other way. What is the name of the quarterback? Minshew. This is the kind of – but but, but the the thing that we're looking at here that we're most interested in is Leonard Fournette because he's really the talent of the future. And this is what I knew when I drafted him for my team. That's why I drafted him. For really a pretty low price of thirty three dollars in a two hundred dollar league, and wow. the thing is, this is why this is why I have the most points through two weeks. It's because uh, three weeks, excuse me, four weeks, excuse me, it's because of Leonard Fournette, and I think that's really why a lot of these sort of the underlings I'll call them, like Nathan, for instance, or uh, you know uh, who's who's another um, underling, uh, maybe uh, uh, Ratnish Rao, for instance, mm-hmm. is a player in our league not doing very well right now. Uh, but if you look at these players, that that's that's the difference. Fournette is the difference. Leonard Fournette is what's going to put your league over the top. Also, pick up Raquel Armstead. So
1: that was just a, we'll just named a bunch of players with the same record in our league as him. Uh, also, that's not how efficiency works. In fact, what you described is like the opposite of So the thing
0: efficiency. is, Nathan's trying to explain to you now about efficiency, but what he doesn't realize is he's talking to a STEM major. Now, S-T-E-M, that stands for Science, Technology, Engineering, and Mathematics. So efficiency, right, is a measure of expected production versus actual production, or Input versus output—you you can you can express it different ways, different times. I've calculated efficiency over and over and over. I don't think Nathan's calculated efficiency. So if we want to compare, sort of, cojones—I think—is the word we're looking for about efficiency cojones. <laughs> well, let me tell you, boys, I've got all the answers right here.
2: Hey, uh, we, I'd like to switch it over to Nathan. Have you actually have you calculated efficiency before, and specifically efficiency cojones?
1: Uh, I. Don't, I was not aware of efficiency cojones as he a metric. Not. I do want to say a thing or two about Leonard Fournette while we're on the subject. No, I sure. think we need to move on. We spent too long on uh, that is...
0: uh, Let's go to let's go to let's go to the
1: the Chris Goodwin. Okay. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah. I'm, go I'm for Leonard it, Fournette. Uh, so incredibly impressive performance. This is actually the first time he's run for more than 100 yards in a game since 2017. Last year was pretty rough. I think what this tells you more than anything is that you could start any running back against Denver. Bradley Chubb, the star, uh, lottery talent that they picked up in recent years. He's out for the season with a torn ACL. I think they're just going to get shredded by anybody. (laughs) This is why I would be willing to start Melvin Gordon if he's playing. If they say that he's taking significant snaps next week, then I'd be willing to start Austin Eckler
2: too. Yep. (laughs) All right, good content. Um let's yeah, let's move over to the wide receivers. The number one scoring wide receiver is Chris Godwin. Well, I think he was he's was benched in a lot of leagues um cuz he had that injury those injury concerns late in the week, so um, he was a late active. Yeah. Uh, Devontae Adams was the number two wide receiver, pretty um pretty crazy. Most of his points came in the first half. Um but it's good to see that from him. Uh Robert Woods was the third uh third highest scoring he uh he actually showed that he's still uh, he's still a highly targeted wide receiver in that offense even in an if th- if Robert if uh if Jared Goff throws the ball sixty seven times yeah um but he did catch uh, what did you have twelve or thirteen catches in that game um it was it was a pretty impressive performance he's still one of the um one of the top wide receivers in that offense and I think a number two wide receiver rest of the season. Um AJ Brown was the fourth high scoring wide receiver. Let's touch on him a little bit. Um he, yeah. he's a very boomer bust type player for Tennessee. Um I don't want him. Does do you guys have any interest in AJ Brown?
0: No, I think that if you uh pick up AJ Brown, you're going to lose.
1: So I think that's insane. Uh, I don't have a ton of interest in him just because I don't really want to chase the dragon. He just doesn't get enough targets, and he's not consistent enough on the field for you to trust him week to week. Because even in his big weeks, he hasn't had more than three receptions. He just gets these downfield bombs. That's uh,
0: absolutely fake and bad analysis. The thing is, you can't trust A.J. Brown. You don't want him on your team because he's not going to make the catches that he needs to. He's too boom and bust kind of a i high like him kind of a low floor and so what i'm saying is you don't really want the guy when he makes the small plays because then you don't only have him when he doesn't make the big plays and that's not what you're looking for if you're drafting your best boys your best boys come from the day of the draft and that's why i had the most points for in the league and it was one of the original champions the original champion if you ignore taint t-a-i-n-t
2: I think that was the closest you two have ever come to agreeing with each other. So I'm just going to leave it. Um, and he led off with, "No, you're wrong." He <laughs> yeah, said the same thing back to me with oh, some added psychotic analysis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, oh,
0: that, that's that's ableist.
2: okay. Then the number five we, wide receiver. No, whoa,
0: whoa, whoa! We can't just blow over that. I think you need an official apology.
2: Your silence no. is strategic, Nathan
0: um it's like when uh, nathan will improve settler colonialism uh, by by saying for instance on twitter.com uh sort of these slurs and then i correct him and then box me on twitter make sure this gets onto the podcast
2: <laughs> well that was a ride uh cooper cup finished fifth he's had a very good season is he the top rams wide receiver rest of the season for you guys
1: I think he's the one I want the most. He gets a lot of red zone action, more so than Cooks or Woods. And I, I think he profiles kind of as a better Cooks, range of
0: target. I think Brandon Cooks can go off for sort of the long plays the Cup is not gonna get. That's why I have Brandon Cooks on my team, as a matter of fact.
2: You do actually. Um and I'd rather have and, Woods. Really- no, I'm just kidding, I'd rather have Cup. Um Yeah, I think he's gonna be good the rest of the season. They do look for him in the red zone, they being Jared Goff. Even should we talk about Jared Goff a little bit? The dude looks awful. I mean, what happened to him? Uh, yeah, it seems like last season was a flash in the pan. Uh, they're
1: definitely throwing the ball a lot when they're down. I mean, he threw the ball 67 times in this game, which I believe is something like third most all time. Uh, no, that's actually... That's he's a turnover machine.
2: Did, I think he turned it over four times in this game. Is that right?
1: Yeah, three picks and a fumble, I believe. Yeah. Including a fumble return for a touchdown. Yeah, he played really poorly. Um, tied- but he did throw for, for over
2: 500 yards so that's not <laughs> nothing certainly got your wide receivers protection tight ends these are really weird this week uh austin hooper is the number one tight end this week i think he actually he's had a really good season i think he's um the number two tight end on the season actually he is he's uh, the number two tight end at half point yeah you can start him it seems like rest of the season until something changes he's awesome um, Ricky Seals-Jones, number 2 tight end. I mean, we called that on the podcast, right? Didn't Who didn't talk about Ricky Seals-Jones on this podcast since the start of our of me, week? me. Yeah, no. I've definitely said his name out loud before. Definitely yeah.
0: me, but I've been the one who's been hype on him and that's, that's that's really why, you know, the person you should be taking your advice from on this podcast, yours truly. The uh, the info that I'm telling you all about Ricky Seals-Jones is that in that sort of the the no-fly offense, he is the flyer. That's what I want you to remember. In the no-fly offense, he's the flyer. And in a team that's a 100 this season, essentially, if you look at it in terms of percentages, you really want the guy who's going to be that flyer in the no-fly zone. And that's what you're looking for here. Peanuts, pretzels, and American Airlines. That's what I'm saying about Ricky Seals Jones.
2: Um, don't start Ricky Seals-Jones, and I'm going to pretend that moment didn't happen. Um. Will Disley, another strong performance from Will Disley. Are you fine? It was against the Arizona Cardinals, who are the worst in the NFL against the tight end. But this is another strong week from Will Disley. Are you guys fine starting him rest of season? He's running more routes every week. He's clearly a red zone target. Will's
1: looking to him. I think he's good to go. I like him. Yeah, and they yeah, traded... I think that-
2: yeah, go for it.
0: Uh, you should you should trade one of your best players for Will Disley because he's going to be extremely good for the rest of the season. If I were Nathan, for instance, and in kind of a tough spot in, in the league in terms of you know Eckler's leaving, T. Y. Hilton's injured, bad production from Aaron Jones, I would be looking to right now probably trade one of my stars. Uh, so uh, I forget if that. I don't think his team has any stars, but I would really be grasping at straws to go out and get Will Disley uh, from whoever in my league happens to have him if, if it were me.
2: Beautiful. Um, Jimmy Graham, we kind of touched on him earlier. He had a good week. He was the fourth highest scoring tight end, and then Gerald Everett was fifth. I think this is just a product of Goff having to throw a lot. But yeah, he, sixty-seven passes. I don't trust it. He is a talented tight end, but I'm not really looking to. I'm not even really looking to put him on my streaming radar unless there's an injury he, to a Rams wide receiver. But
1: he's not even the only tight end that gets receptions to the offense. Tyler Higby was
2: also present in this game. So, yeah. So I wouldn't look at it too much. All right, let's jump into some guys that we're worried about. For me, there weren't a lot to really look at. Um, I wanted to touch on Josh Jacobs a little bit because he had a very strong week one. And I think this happens a lot where um, a player will have a very strong week one and then he just has this perception rest of season that he um, he's a star or he, he's going to be very good. Right. Um, one
0: case of that last year was David Johnson. Yeah,
2: um, k- kind of. Did he have a good week one? I don't actually know. Uh, didn't he get hurt week one? Last season? That was the no. point. That, was, See, I'm, I'm that wasn't
1: two last steps season. ahead of Nathan on this podcast.
2: Oh, is what the, the that, that, is that was two seasons. ago. All right. Um, But he had the two touchdowns in week one. He's been pretty mediocre since then. He hasn't been catching very many passes. I think just three on the season. And the offense has not been very good. He has an okay game this week after a couple of week ones. But he goes on to face Chicago, and then he's on a bye week. I have been, like, one, I just don't know what to do. I know he's going to get the carries, um, but I don't think he's going to catch the ball, even though Gruden keeps saying they want to throw it to him. I don't. Are you guys worried about him at all? Yeah, the I... Oakland
0: Raiders have never been able to successfully execute an offense, and I would start him over two hairs past a freckle Eastern elbow time.
2: I'm sorry? I think I just had a stroke. <laughs> well, someone did. Um, I I don't know. I mean, you I think you can still start him because obviously you can still start him because he's still getting the the carries. But just kind of, I he plays Chicago next week. How comfortable are you all starting him next week? I mean, I would start him if I didn't
1: have a really good option on the bench. But obviously the ceiling's low. Uh, it's really interesting to be that even though he gets a lot of carries and a lot of work in this offense, he gets receptions too. They're still putting out DeAndre Washington and Jalen Richard and giving them handoffs which is kind of bizarre to me, but these two guys have just been in the offense for years now, and they don't go away, and uh, clearly not a high-scoring offense. They do a lot of their work in garbage time because they trail a lot. wasn't the case in this game, but yeah, the ceiling doesn't seem to be especially
2: high. I'm not overly worried, though. Yeah. All right, next on our list, I think Nathan wrote this one in, DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, Nathan, are you worried about him? so i'm worried about him but the problem is i don't know what you can do about him
1: and this is the same thing for obj is they have they're healthy they're the same guys that they've always been but the share of the offense just isn't there uh i really don't have a lot of useful advice for you on these guys it's just uh it sucks when your top wide receiver that you draft fifth overall or whatever throws an interception (laughs) that's no
2: fun um i
0: i I actually have i do have some good advice in this situation uh for hopkins he's gonna get better you just have to hold on to him and wait a couple more weeks obj he's not gonna get better baker mayfield not that good so uh, you need to get rid of obj as soon as he has one big week you gotta sell him while he's high so wait maybe you know next three weeks he has big week sell him get some get some scrubs uh but slightly better scrubs than scrubbish scrubs. Here's the thing. Dub, dub.
2: <laughs> Here's the thing. I think Hopkins has just had a bad. I mean, so he had a really good week one against New Orleans. He had two touchdowns, and then he's played Jacksonville at the Chargers. Should have been a, which he had six for sixty seven. So not a terrible game. And then Carolina, Carolina and Jacksonville have had very good defenses this year. Um, I think. I, I mean, he's going to. He going to be good. He play his next games are atlanta at kansas city at indy oakland i mean i i think he'll destroy he's he's very very talented um he's had some tough tough matchups but he's there there's no reason to think i think i, I there's no reason for me to worry i think he's a by low candidate right now but i think will did up bring up a good point about obj are you guys worried about him and i don't think it's him like talent wise he's fine same with hopkins but talent wise they're both fine Baker looks pretty terrible. Um, yeah, Jarvis
0: Landry is going to finish as the top 10 wide receiver, but OBJ is pretty much trash at this point. You should try and get rid of him when he has a good week so you can sell him for at least something.
1: Uh, So it's interesting that we're having this conversation after Baker had a bounce back game where they just destroyed the uh, Baltimore Ravens. Now, see, I, right, I don't right, think right. he and had Nathan... that good of a game.
0: Right, he didn't have a good game. Nathan uh, pretends to sort of think he's good because Nathan went to the University of Oklahoma, which is also where Baker Mayfield went. But in reality, we all went Baker's, there. Baker's on the way out.
2: I mean, Baker—he threw for three forty-two, which is his best of the season. He had one touchdown, one pick. I mean, Chubb is the one that went off against Baltimore. I don't—I wasn't super impressed watching Baker. Um, but I—I I, and Odell hasn't been. I mean, he hasn't been really, really good all season. Um, Yeah,
1: so I I am concerned about Odell. I just was interested in the timing of this. And this is a concern that I had coming into the season, which wasn't necessarily about Baker as a player, but about the way that they've spread the ball around in this offense. Uh, There's a lot of mouths to feed. Jarvis Landry obviously got uh, basically everything this game. He finished over 160 receiving yards which is really interesting given that he was barely startable up leading up to this point. I think the consistency is just not going to be there until you see uh, more chemistry between these two guys. I would be worried.
2: Yeah. He, I, I mean, he's, he, he's the guy, he's a guy you have to start because he's just that talented. And, um, but I, I'm, and I'm not worried about him. I'm just, I, I am worried about Baker. Um, but you have to start him because he's, he's that good. All right, who wants to talk about Juju? I feel like this is a Will guy that he would like to talk about.
0: Sure. Um, I think he's not going to be that good. Big Ben is gone. Juju was never that good to begin with.
2: Whoa. Oh, it's
1: really, okay.
0: It's really just a, sort of a flailing team now. And anyone in your league who hasn't is probably a flailing team. And you can see that represented. One of the worst teams in our league also has Juju right now. And I'm not counting this in terms of bare record because it's week four. You can't really count your record. I'm counting points scored. I'm looking at sort of the fundamentals of the team. And that's why I say that the team in our league that has Juju, the team in real life that has Juju, it's all flailing. It's all bad. They look good because they play Andy Dalton. But in reality, it's a deep dark pit. It's an abyss. It's a sack of tar.
2: Woo. Um, Yeah, he had a really bad week against Cincinnati. Three catches for 15 yards. I believe he has a fumble in the game as well. Is that right? No, I don't think he fumbled. He didn't fumble? He cut out. Um, No. So the the
1: issue to me here is that Mason Rudolph doesn't throw the ball down the field. You saw it uh, once last week. I believe it was two weeks ago when he underthrew a ball to Juju that ended up being a long completion but should have been an easy touchdown, like a walk-in. I have no doubts about Juju's talent, but if this is a preview of what the offense is going to look like for the rest of the season, this uh, super short passes with all these wildcat plays mixed in, Jalen Samuels threw three passes in this game. Uh, I'm not optimistic at all about Juju's future uh, in this season. I would try to dump him for any value you can get, but I don't think it's going to be easy. I don't
2: anticipate much of
1: a bounce back, although I don't think it will be any worse than this.
2: Will you start him next week against Baltimore?
1: Oh, that's tough. Uh, I'm not sure where I'm ranking him in my wide receivers, but I would be willing to bench him for
2: somebody I thought had a higher higher ceiling because I don't think the ceiling is here. It's just so tough. You spend so much capital on this guy; it's tough to to bench him. But I think if you yeah, it depends on what you have. You probably don't have someone good enough where you can bench him. Maybe you do, but gosh it's just so tough he's he's another guy that's just so talented that i mean it like you don't want to bench him but because i mean the week prior it looked like he was gonna have a really bad game and he makes a nothing play into a 76 yard touchdown um that i mean that's how talented i think he is but
0: oh see I don't, I don't think he's very talented to begin with
2: yeah hot takes well hot takes all right uh let's move on to ty hilton i don't know who did who put him on the list
0: yeah, I, I put T.Y. Hilton on there. I'll talk about that. <laughs> flailing quarterback, flailing physicality, if you will. Lots of injuries. Again, like Juju, probably on the team in your league that's not very good. And here again we see uh, T.Y. Hilton just absolutely, you got to sell high. You you got to sell weight. Well, well, people still think he's good. I'm a couple weeks ahead of this, kind of like I was a couple weeks ahead of Melvin coming back. But uh, mark my words, you'll be happy if follow good old Will's advice.
2: Yeah, I really liked Ty Hilton, so that's awkward. But yeah, mm-hmm. um, let's pretend I'm that. Worried. Yeah, let's pretend that didn't happen. All right, Aaron Jones. This is a guy I am worried about. Uh, yep. um, watching that um, Green Green Bay game, and it, so Jamal Williams leaves that game. He takes a nasty hit early in that game, and it looks like it's going to be the Aaron Jones show. And he does end up getting a touchdown in the game. But the, to me, it looked like they really couldn't get anything going. Um uh, like he, he looked pretty ineffective running the ball and he to me he looks like a touchdown dependent running back at the moment. He did start to catch some passes in that game and with Devontae Adams out, he might get a few more targets, but I was not um I I, I was not pretty happy. Like, I wasn't happy with what I saw with Aaron Jones. I don't know how you guys feel or if you think it'll get better, but um it's tough. No, so- it's
0: it's not gonna get better again. There are a lot of good players who you think at the start of the year. You know, high draft capital, high ADP, but their fundamentals are not there. The team is now class, and you need to get rid of Aaron Jones like he's a and take them. Jamal Williams is actually the man to open.
1: So that's interesting because we don't know when Jamal Williams is coming back from this grizzly injury two, that he had two
0: weeks two weeks. it's not grizzly i don't know uh, nathan must not be reading these injury reports and must not be up to speed on sort of the medical science behind it but let me tell you as as a as a student of pre med uh, the thing to remember is that the uh, the the ultimately what what you're looking at is concussion he's going to be out for one week this week and then he'll be back but he's got the fundamentals they like to play him they like to use him uh, in in sort of clutch situations they don't do the same thing for aaron jones you can really, you're really looking at a lost season if you keep Aaron Jones on your roster.
1: Very well. So I, if you can't tell, I'm the Aaron Jones owner in this league. And it's interesting because I think he's had three games with a lot of alarm bells going off, but only one of them has actually been bad from a points perspective. He, in half point, I believe scored 14.6 points in this game. Uh, largely because Jamal Williams exited the game with this, this awful head injury, and Aaron Jones got a lot of dump down passes in the second half of this game. He recouped a lot of value off of receptions, catching stuff underneath. Uh, I think that that actually boosts his value in the short term for these games. Yeah, for,
0: for, one week, for one week, Jamal Williams that, would be you know, out. Pitch him like a hot potato.
1: Uh, I think the trouble is that the offensive line doesn't look good, the run blocking looks really bad. He exactly. doesn't have anywhere to go. Brian Balago was knocked out of this game. I'm not sure that we know how long he's going to be out, but it's clear that the run game and the run blocking was suffering. Uh, he's pretty reliable sure. in getting goal line touches Extremely until that series where they concern. ran four plays from the one-yard line and then didn't run the ball. But
2: uh,
0: yeah,
1: the, the team is disintegrating, and so is their lead running back.
2: They're 3 and 1. I th- I think that um he's definitely the goal line back cuz even when Jamal Williams is in there he gets those carries. It's just concerning like he played against Denver and he had 10 carries for 19 yards. Um and then last Yeah, that's week, weird
1: in retrospect.
2: Um and then last week he had 13 carries for 21 yards and a touch. It's just he's had three go- now Minnesota had 23 carries in 116 yards. A week before that, 13 carries, 39 <laughs> yards. I it's he's been saved the last 2 weeks because of touchdowns otherwise like they're pretty terrible games but and and he does catch some passes um and that I think that is a product of the Devonte Adams um injury so he, he could be pretty active in the passing game next next week I don't know I like he you can obviously still play him if you think the offense is good and he's the uh Oh I, um, would. I
0: think you need to get him out of your team Yeah
2: he is and he is the goal line back so you can I think you can play him I'm just worried just about the efficiencies um, extremely and then the last guy we touched on him last week too as a guy we were worried about but Calvin Ridley had another down game um it's really like he's a boomer bust play for Atlanta um I I just, I always hated having these players on my team because it feels like you never know when to start them um but are you guys comfortable starting him next week? He's had two terrible games in a row after two really yeah, good. I weeks. mean,
0: I'd, I'd start him. I think you know the third third game's a charm, kind of like the wide receivers' third charm. I think you just have to wait. Aaron Rodgers, or sorry, not Aaron Rodgers, uh, Matt Ryan, still kind of getting his feel back after that surgery in the off season, but he'll be there soon enough. His players will be pumped. I say hold on, Calvin Ridley, hold on to it.
1: Oh, yeah. uh, so I think this offense is really weird because. They're always playing from behind. The offensive line's really bad. And I think you're seeing the product of that is Austin Hooper, is just feasting underneath. So Matt Ryan doesn't have time to throw the ball. Uh, Muhammad Sanu was weirdly involved in this last game too. I believe he had nine receptions. Yeah. Uh, the, the trouble with Calvin Ridley is that he was drafted with some hope that he would develop into more of an every, like a, at all parts of the field receiver. Like the kind of complete receiver that he was at Alabama. And he's just not getting the target share or the kinds of targets that suggest that that's the case. Uh, I would be okay starting him as a boom-bust guy like Matt. I don't really like starting those players, but I
2: just don't think the ceiling's that high, and that would
1: concern me. Yeah,
2: I mean, the problem is just like who he plays next to, Leo Jones. That's guy. I mean, like if he didn't, I I think he's the talent. Like he's a really talented player, but it's like Julio Jones is there. He's going to demand, but he's going to demand an amount of targets. Um, So. It stinks, but that's just—I mean, that—that's just what it takes. Julio Jones is amazing, but Calvin Ridley is also really talented, and that's why he's going to have some games where he blows up. But I—I've never—I don't like starting, boombox players, and sometimes it just happens. All right, guys, let's move to the fun part, waiver wire. Um, I think that this is kind of a boring waiver wire this week i don't know you guys It's a very
0: boring week if you're if you're taking people off waiver wires this week if you put in so much as a single bid your team is in mortal danger because there's no terrible advice this advice is so bad no nathan says it's bad advice but that's because the team is bad if you are putting in bids this week uh, i i am i am praying (laughs) for your team to the lord above tonight (laughs) let me tell you something (laughs) <laughs> These scrubs on the waiver wire should not know, be on your team. Now, it's different if you're in a 10 team league. I'm talking from a, team league, a 14 team league, something like that.
1: <laughs> what? Okay, well, what I can tell you is that you should always be looking to improve your, your team week by week. If you your team step,
2: it's not. I,
0: well, for but, those of you who didn't draft well, that's true. Yeah. Uh,
2: All right, running backs. I think they're actually. I, for me, there's only like two big targets. I would say with Jalen Samuels, how he was involved, um, he had a touchdown in this game. He was throwing passes, uh, but he caught a lot of passes. Um, it looks like Ma- that's like their game plan is Mason, Mason Rudolph's going to do all these dump-offs to Connor and Samuels. So, I think he's worth an ad. He could it potentially be a, a flex play week in, week out um, if, if this game plan holds true. What do you guys think of Samuels?
1: Yeah, I... I'm pretty interested in Jalen Samuels, actually. He is already owned in our league, of course, but he's only rostered in 19.2% of ESPN leagues, so he's probably out there. And uh, he, he's getting a lot of touches in every phase of the game. I wouldn't rely on passing yardage, but Mason Rudolph doesn't throw the ball down the field. The running backs got a lot of reception this game, mostly James Conner, but Samuels too. And he's getting the carry you know, carries, including some, uh, some goal line work. So I would definitely be interested in yeah.
0: that okay yeah that's a lot of uh if you'll excuse me crap and let me explain why uh nathan just watched this game where you had the pittsburgh steelers playing against andy dalton the bengals did not go well for Andy dalton the bengals as we all know but that sort of biased his analysis and so you don't want a part of the pittsburgh steelers offense you don't want Sam, You don't want connor you don't want juju you want to sell high on these people you can uh except you really can't sell high on juju because he did very poorly but let me sort of reiterate what I said about if you're looking to the waiver wires this week, I am just sending up those psalms to the good Lord Jesus above for your team. Because <laughs> Let me tell you what, boys. It's not a good situation for you. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, some of that was content. Um, I, I would actually, so there's one thing I kind of agree with, Will. I would actually sell high on James Conner. I don't know if you guys agree or disagree, but this matchup doesn't get any better. Be- playing against the Bengals does not get any better, and this was like Connor's first good game all year. I don't we know. We could have a chance, yeah. I would if say- you can sell high, I'm not, I don't know if you can't, yeah. which would be the, the caveat. I, yeah, I would, but if, if you can, I, I would look to do it, because that was the first time he's been good all year in the best matchup he could possibly have. Um, but it's possible he's good. Rest of season, if he gets some some catches. Uh, the other person I would look at is Ronald Jones. He's actually owned in our league too by the same guy. What a jerk! Um, and it's not because I really like want to start Ronald Jones in the next week, but it feels like he's the more talented running back out of the two in Tampa Bay. Um, and if look, he was drafted high, he was drafted, I believe, in the second round. Uh, he's rostered at forty
1: one point three percent of ESPN leagues. He's had two productive weeks in a row. Although Peyton Barber also got a touchdown this past week, uh, I would hate to start him because I don't really trust which of these running backs is going to get all the touches. But I, he should definitely be rostered. So yeah. He could potentially take over the backfield. If, although I wouldn't project it that
2: way. If he if he does take it over, um, he would. It would, it would I, in that offense, like one where Bruce Arians like has typically had a pretty useful running back for fantasy purposes. Are you? definitely worth an own, but the way it's split up now would be tough to start one of them. But He uh, should be owned. Any other running backs you guys want to touch on? No. Uh, yeah. Uh, maybe, like, if you really need somebody, um, like Naheem Hines, because they're playing Kansas City, um, Indianapolis is, so they'll be down. They probably probably will be down. So, if you really need someone, that's a guy to look at, but i Hopefully, you can do better. Wide receivers. So, I think both Green Bay wide receivers should be looked at. I assume um, Marquez Valdez Scantling's probably owned, but Geronimo, it's a good chance he's available in your league. So, I would look at him. And you could probably play him next week. This is like if you need a play next week, if you're struggling or you have someone on buy. like Kenny Galladay. Like, Detroit's on a bye. So, if you had Kenny Galladay, like, you need someone to play, Geronimo Allison would be a good look. Um, I wrote on here Auden Tate. And he is the uh, Cincinnati wide receiver. He got a lot of targets in the game. Please don't actually play him, but he's like a deep league player. You like are really desperate. Uh, yeah, he's only owned in point five percent of leagues, so I think he's out there. I think he had five catches in this game, and with John Ross out, someone's catching the football. Like, hey, someone's got to do it. They they're gonna be behind. They always are. Someone's going to catch it. Um, but you don't have to do that. Now, Golden Tate, I would actually pick up. He's coming back from suspension this week. Yeah, so. if you
0: picked him up, that is an incredible move. You should have picked him up last week, because, again, if you're picking people off waivers this week, your team's probably trash. But if you picked him up last week, you are in such a good spot, my friend. You are possibly the best team in your league. You are... Uh, Extremely, extremely fortunate to have made that pickup. Um, if you got him for, you know, less than a couple dollars a couple dollars in, in, in an auction league or in a in an, in a, in a fab league, then my friend, you are truly a fantasy wizard.
2: Fantastic analysis. I also have on here Deontay Johnson, he's a wide receiver for Pittsburgh. It looks like he's filling in like the role, like Moncrief's role. He had six catches and a touchdown in the game he's just he's another guy they look at like he's getting targets from Mason Rudolph which is not exciting but he's another guy that it, it's worth a look if you have a spot on your bench is there anyone pretty you, rough week, huh? what pretty rough week for wide receiver pickups yeah I mean Cole Beasley's also out there if you like really I mean but I mean Josh Allen doesn't look like he's gonna be there and then they have a bye next week so I I don't really want to pick up Cole Beasley now. Um, There are some people like if Robbie Anderson's potentially been dropped in your league, probably hasn't been, but I would take a look. If
0: Jamison Crowder's been dropped, he'll be probably like a WR2 the rest of the season. And I'm not talking just WR2 on your team. I'm talking WR2 in your league once Darnold gets back from his mononucleic
1: osage. Fantastic. Uh, well, I I do have one question, and it's the eternal question, sure. which is, are you interested in Corey Davis, who had a good week last week? No, sir. Uh, who, whose team is he on in our league? He's not on any team.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm high on Corey Davis. I think here's the here's the thing though, if you have if you have the space to pick him up without dropping someone good, your team is in shambles. I think if like if you need him, do it. He's good. But if if you need him, I'm also I I am I am folding my hands and saying my psalms to the sweet baby Lord. You team. <laughs> uh,
2: <laughs> all right, good content team.
0: Glory, uh, hallelujah. Yeah, the <laughs>
2: don't uh, I would say the the top picks for a wide receiver are the Green Bay wide receivers if you need to play this week. And I don't know any really long term plays that I'm pumped about. Um, tied end-wise, I think there's a couple of good streamers this week. Um, one is Jimmy Graham we talked about. Adams is going to be out. He got a lot of targets last week. Um, it looks like Rodgers is targeting him in the red zone. I think he's a fine fine play next week. Um, and then Tyler Eifert. So Boyd's going to... Not Boyd. Uh, Ross is going to be out. So fine. Um, that That's some extra targets. And Green's not going to be back yet. Someone's got to catch the ball. Andy's playing against Arizona. Worst team against tight ends in football. think you can play him if you really need him. What do you guys think about that? I have almost no interest in Tyler
1: Eifert, but if you're in a position of absolute desperation, I can understand you making a play to pick him up. Boop.
2: Okay. Um, that was it, the
0: wrong analysis as usual, but I'm not even going to bother to
1: correct it.
2: It's been a rough week for anyone on the waiver wire um, I'll get to some quarterback streamers I'm interested in my top one for the week and I think pretty much everyone's top one for the week is um, Jacoby Brissett they play the Chiefs and he's been a really good um, quarterback all season um, are you guys fine with Brissett this week
1: yeah I'm fine with streaming any mildly competent quarterback against the Chiefs every game is a shootout every quarterback produces
2: yeah I also have two written on here that I don't like, but if you really need them, Andy Dalton plays against Arizona. Please, no. please find someone else. But he does play against Arizona. He has had some okay- he's going to throw the ball. It's going to be really weird. Both of these teams are always down. So I don't know, who, like it's going to be a race to see who gets down first, but um I think you like if you have... like two quarterback leagues that you can definitely play him. I don't know. If you have to stream them, like if you have if you have a Stafford and there's no one else available because he's on buy, I guess you could play him. The other team, well, on... I think
1: the the benefit for Andy Dalton in this game is one: the Arizona defense is atrocious, awful, just awful. And also, nobody's going to be watching this game, which tends to be good for his production. So I think if you're in a bad spot, you can stream him. I would feel okay about
2: that. Yeah, he's the type of player that you like. If you see him on TV, he's bad. But when you, then you like. If it's another week, like next week, and you look at the box score, you're like, oh, he had a pretty good game. Huh, look at him. So, Yeah, he could easily throw for 400
1: yards in this game. You just don't watch it happen.
2: Yeah. Um, I also put Winston on here. They played um, New Orleans, who until last week against Dallas, they had been bad against quarterbacks. I actually think the defense is good, but Winston is a guy that he's going to throw a lot. It, it's possible he has a good game. They only really have one good corner in... Um, New Orleans, anyway, but yeah, I think if if you're looking for a guy, Winston is not the worst. Anyone else you guys want to touch on, or do you guys hate Winston? Or
1: if you're looking to ride the lightning, Winston's alright. I'm not sure there's anybody else that I'm particularly interested in this week. You, you don't
2: uh, Chase Daniel? Can I interest you in a Chase Daniel? You cannot. Okay. Um, two quarterback leagues, Chase Daniel.
0: Yeah, I think Nathan's problem of sort of not being interested in people is really the reason he's doing poorly in our league. Uh, you have to sort of show interest in these up-and-coming players, and particularly these up-and-coming quarterbacks when you don't draft well enough mm-hmm. originally to have a quarterback at first. Place.
2: Yeah, so he has been in the league 11 years. Um, let's move on to defenses. Um, I would say by the top, we touched on it. Top streaming defense of the week is Tennessee. For me, they play... Um, Buffalo, Matt Barkley looks like he'll start, and they've been a really good defense all year. Um, what do you guys think of Tennessee? That is also my top streamer
1: of the week. I agree with you completely. It's a good defense. It's probably Matt Barkley. Matt Barkley likes throwing to the guys on the other team. That's good for you. Yeah,
2: e- and even if yeah, for would, some reason start,
0: start the, I'd say start the Bears defense.
2: Okay, well, uh, if for some reason Josh Allen does play, I think they are still like you can still play Tennessee, yeah, but I don't. I don't know that Josh Allen will play, um, and then I also put the uh, Panthers on here. They've been really—I think they've been number four this season—and they play um, Jacksonville, which I think is fine. I don't. Jacksonville's not going to go off, um, so I'm fine with the Panthers. They're pretty widely available. Yeah. Any any other defenses or anything else you guys want to touch on waiver wire wise?
1: Uh, no, I think it's kind of a bad waiver week. I don't agree with Will regarding it's exactly when what you make pickups this week because I think you should always be trying to improve your team. But how you present the can be life changing. Because you'll make it work. That's my problem. Good
0: and sort of that's we've got another guy in the league. I, I mentioned him earlier, but his name is Macker. His team is so good that if he even tried to improve it with the waiver wire, it'd get worse. So you don't want that. You don't want that to happen. to Me, my team, or, Mac, or Macker's team. So. You really only want to be looking at that if you're kind of one of what we might call the scrubs of the league. So that's, that'd be like Nathan, for instance, in our league, or maybe like Aiden, you know, uh, uh, t- t- there's a fellow named Timo. So that's, <laughs> that's what you want to do anywhere.
2: All right. You guys have anything else you want to add? I have one note that I would like to make. Go
1: for it. Uh, I have, whenever we've talked about quarterbacks, uh, Will has made the point of saying that, oh, I wouldn't be interested in this quarterback if I drafted Will. Well, I want to just say that as the Carson Wentz owner in our league, Carson Wentz is the quarterback five on the season, and Deshaun yeah. Watson, who no, is on Will's team, enough. is the quarterback six.
0: No, no, no. That's not good enough, though. But look, I drafted Mahomes who's the quarterback one. And, is he uh, on your team? Yes. He's on my team in the form of multiple players that I traded for to get him so do i get watson who's a little bit worse yes but i also get a wr1 essentially i've improved my team to the point where it's really unstoppable and that's why i'm the leader in points in our league and also the leader in wins if you don't count mac or wilson who's sort of sort of a godlike status in the sense that we don't count him because we already know he's going to win the league so or me who has as as many wins as you do Right, right, but a lot of that's luck and just the players you play being bad. Like you barely he, Nathan for instance uh, to the friends of the program barely scored. I have over more points against. Week, barely scored over 100 this week and is uh, definitely not the top scorer in the league. He was also one of the last to win a championship among all of us in this league. We all I mean, I won one first. A, a fellow called Bo, a, a, a bot won before him. Uh, Matt, you had Aiden winning before him. You had Tomo, a fellow named Tomo with hockey boys winning before him you had Macker winning before him, you just had this series of wins that keep coming and coming, and finally, Nathan gets one, but the thing to remember is, who got one first? It was uh, your boy. It was me, and so I think the thing to remember here, then, is uh, to really follow my advice on drafting well in the first place, so you don't have to sort of be grasping at straws at the point in the season, like some people are like, so for instance, in our league, that'd be like Nathan, or or maybe like Aiden, or maybe, for instance, uh, there's a fellow named Timo, like
2: that. Uh, Alright, good content this week, guys. Uh, we will catch you all next week if you all come back for some reason. <laughs> On God. God. <laughs> Bye. Peace. Looks
0: French dead. Because this kick end goal isn't going to do anything for his weekends with a high ceiling that they have to you know? He's starting Stephon Diggs! <laughs> Stephon Diggs is running 16 in this position. Shut up, Will! He's taking off the free agency waivers? I don't like guys who are on the waivers.
1: That's how you win the freaking league!